Good morning. Today is May 9th, 2018. Welcome to Video Game of the Day, a daily podcast for the month of May where I share a fun fact or holiday about today, which I then use to highlight a related video game. May 9th is a special day for fans of Dragon Ball, the popular anime and manga franchise. Even if you're not really an anime person, you probably know about Dragon Ball Z, the anime about a man named Goku shooting lasers at a bunch of evil people trying to destroy the Earth, each of them more powerful than the last. Today's episode of Video Game of the Day celebrates an event from the original Dragon Ball anime, which follows the adventures of a younger Goku before he's an adult and has kids. In the Dragon Ball episode, Prelude to Vengeance, the villain King Piccolo, an evil old green alien man, takes over a television broadcast and announces that he is the new King of Earth. He does this on May 9th, and during his broadcast he says, Therefore, every May 9th will be celebrated as Piccolo Day. He goes on to explain how the day is celebrated. Every year on Piccolo Day, King Piccolo will grab a random slip of paper from a box. Each slip has one of the 43 designated sectors of Earth written on it. Whichever sector he draws will be the host of the celebration that year, and at the end of the day, King Piccolo heads on over to the sector and blows it up himself. Pretty straightforward. On the first Piccolo Day, King Piccolo draws Sector 28, the sector belonging to West City, which is the hometown of Goku's friend Bulma. Before King Piccolo can make it out to West City, however, he is defeated and killed by Goku. As King Piccolo dies, his last act is to spit out an egg. The egg hatches into his son, Piccolo Jr., who you might know as the Piccolo who ends up befriending Goku and raising Goku's son in Dragon Ball Z. This means that Piccolo Day is also Piccolo's birthday. How appropriate! Uh, back in real life, May 9th is also observed as a holiday in Japan, but they call it Goku Day instead of Piccolo Day, probably to honor the day Goku saved the Earth before King Piccolo could wreck stuff. There are over 50 video games out there based on Dragon Ball, and they've covered a wide range of genres, from platformers to RPGs to collectible card games. The most popular genre for the franchise is, of course, fighting games, Dragon Ball fits the fighting game genre perfectly with its huge cast of characters, each with their own unique special moves. I've decided to examine the most recent of these fighting games, which had so much success and generated so much excitement that it essentially buried another game in the same genre alive. The video game of the day is Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters was just released earlier this year, January 26, and it's a 3 vs 3 fighting game. The thing that sets Dragon Ball Fighters apart from the many, many other fighting games based on Dragon Ball is that most Dragon Ball fighting games up to this point were meant for casual play. For example, in Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3, a game I played a lot back when it came out in the mid-2000s, there's over 40 playable characters. But the game isn't very balanced. If two equally skilled players fought each other in Budokai 3, the character using Goku would always win, because Goku is the strongest character in that game. Dragon Ball Fighters, on the other hand, is a game built from the ground up for competitive play, and it's developed by one of the most respected developers of competitive fighting games, Arc System Works. 
Arc System Works are the developers of the Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue series of fighting games, and are known for making fighting games with gorgeous visuals and rosters filled with characters that play very differently from each other that manages to stay balanced. The first thing, the visuals, is immediately apparent, with 3D animated models that not only flawlessly invoke the look that these characters have in the anime, but actually look better than the actual anime characters have pulled off in years. The character roster currently has 26 characters taken from various points in the Dragon Ball Z anime, along with some characters from its sequel anime Dragon Ball Super. And while there are a lot of similarities between some characters' moves, because nearly all of them shoot laser beams, there are still some unique abilities that are really cool to see in a fighting game. My favorite character in the game, Captain Ginyu, a boisterous and overdramatic purple man, has an ability where he swaps bodies with the opponent's character. He gets their moves and their current health, while his opponent is stuck in Captain Ginyu's body, with however much health he had at the time. My favorite strategy is to wait until Ginyu has only a tiny bit of health left, then doing the body swap and landing the finishing blow. The swap ability is very precise and hard to pull off, but when I do it, it's very satisfying. Dragon Ball Fighters launched just a few months after another 3 vs. 3 fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Marvel vs. Capcom is a very popular and beloved fighting game franchise, but when Dragon Ball Fighters was announced, people looked at Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and saw a much uglier game with less content and less care put into the gameplay. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is currently the worst selling game in its franchise, and is the first Marvel vs. Capcom game to not be featured at EVO, the most prolific tournament in the fighting game community. You know which game is at EVO this year instead of Infinite? The Dragon Ball Fighters. I think Dragon Ball Fighters is an incredibly impressive fighting game that's fun for casual and competitive players alike. And although I wish the game had more roster variety, because about half the roster is men with spiky blonde hair. It does excite me for what kind of anime fighting games Arc System Works could make next. I would love a Naruto Fighters by this team. And that's the video game of the day! I'm Daniel Thorson, and I'll be doing this every weekday in May. If you want this podcast to exist past then, follow me at VG of the Day on Twitter, or email me at videogameoftheday at gmail.com. You can also listen to my other podcasts if you like, Play This, where my friend Max and I recommend video games to each other and discuss them in heavy detail, and A Smashing Theory, where my friend Sean and I predict the roster of the next Smash Bros. game. You can find them both on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and several other podcast apps. The beautiful music you hear behind my voice is by my Smashing Theory co-host, Sean Francis and the excellent logo was made by the incredibly talented Kessie Rilinicki. I'll see you tomorrow, May 10th, and until then, Kame, Hame, Pa.